the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy. And teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Commence fire. Fire will. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he, you are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. And I feel like we should be playing some Rocky music, but we don't want to violate patents. Because it's, it, it's wartime, man. It's, it's time to fight the good fight. It's time to, to talk about the conflict, about the battle. And, you know, conflict by itself... It's not necessarily bad. Uh, I'm going to suggest it's almost unavoidable. Um, But when we think about conflict, we automatically think negative. And and, and I want you to know it's not necessarily negative. Now, there is something that can manifest, that can brew, that can grow, that can find itself inclimated, if you will. Uh, in that environment of conflict, of battle. And that's really what we want to be aware of. So today we're going to talk about conflict. Uh, We war, right? We war, right? War. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. That's a lie. Yeah, that's right. It's good for some things. We're, we're called to, to fight the good fight, and we're going to talk about all that. So we war. We, we war within. Uh, we war with other countries, right? We war without, right? Conflict and strife are part of life. Uh, but one thing I've learned a long time ago, and I've learned it reading the word over and over and over, uh, we must learn how to deal with conflict in a resourceful way. And we need to do our best to eliminate or reduce this word called strife. Uh, you know, strife is a strong and ongoing conflict over a fundamental issue. Strife is uh, it's deeper than argument. Uh, it's broader than disagreement. Uh, strife usually involves bitterness and sometimes violence. And so, you know, can we war without destruction? Uh, can we have conflict uh, without murder? You know, the, those are interesting questions because you look at what's going on in America. You look at what's going on in our marriages. Uh, you look what's going on in those of us who truly uh, want to, to fight the good fight, right? Remember, there's an inner war going on, and, we, and we've got to understand that. And, and we're going to go through so much. You know, if you ever saw me get ready for a radio show, uh, and this is why I almost uh, hate to do the Facebook Live to a degree. Because, man, my desk is covered with stuff. John, If John, my producer, were looking at my desk, he's like, 
Are, are we doing three shows, Black? Are we doing three shows? What are we going to do? Because i got enough stuff, John, just let you know, to do three shows. And John's got enough drops and enough creativity and enough coffee, I think enough coffee, uh, to do three shows that we had to. But, you know, let's talk about conflict. Because I want you to think about our lives or a story, right? I, I, I mean, in a way, we're Steven Spielberg. In a way, um, we write a script uh, we write uh, a storyline. We write a narrative about our lives, you know. We dream a good dream when we're kids. You know, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a lawyer. I want to change the world. I want to cure cancer. Uh, I want to have my own fairy godmother. I used to love that cartoon, Fairy Godparents, right? I want a fairy godmother. You know, a lot of us think that's what God is. God's like this genie in a, bi- a bottle. If we just rub that bottle every time we get in trouble... That genie, Jafar's going to poof, just show up, and uh, there we are. Yeah, you know the thing. Don't get me going on the thing. But let's talk about conflict, because a conflict in a story is usually the element that gives direction to the story. Think about uh, good storylines. You know, there's conflict, whether you're talking about the superheroes, there's conflict. Whether you're talking about Bambi, uh, Walt Disney, there's conflict, right? Frozen, there's conflict. Moana, there's conflict, right? Anybody get it? Uh, and, and that conflict is, is, you know, has an underlying uh, storyline that, that feeds throughout their entire story, and it's typically comprised of two opposing forces, right? Uh, and it's very similar to life. Establishing a conflict or multiple conflicts creates interest. It's tension in the story. And in life, it creates an environment that can make us better or bitter. Remember, we talked about that on Monday. Better or bitter, you know, we can we can make it bitter by playing the victim, feeling attacked, uh, and then we are a great martial arts expert. We block and we attack. We block and we attack. Uh, and I want you to think about this in storylines, right? I got this piece, and I wish I would have got where I got it from. I don't remember where I got it from, but it talks about the basic uh, of four types of common conflicts in literature and movies, right? It says you got man versus man, right? Conflict of this nature involves characters having opposite desires and interests, whether two people fighting over the same love interest, right, or or two people fighting for respect from different sides of the track, right? Uh, and this is common in fairy tales, myths, thrillers, right? And then there's man versus nature. We all love those, the, uh, the tragic, you know, earthquake and hurricane and twister, right? Uh, man versus nature, or the animals, your Moby Dick, or, you know, out in the wild, and you're fending for yourself, right? Uh, the monkeys are going to get you, the monkeys are going to get you. Even in Wizard of Oz, right? You have the, the the witch's forest, right, with the flying monkeys, right? Man versus nature. Uh, this type of conflict has a conflict with an animal or a force of nature, right? And then you have man versus society, which, boy, this one I feel like I'm in right now. I feel like I'm an odd man out, don't you? Uh, I feel like I'm a foreigner on a strange land. I feel like I'm the beach ball on uh, the movie uh, Stowaway, Castaway, whatever it was, <laughs> right? Right? I don't feel like the guy, Wilson. Yeah, I feel like Wilson because Wilson was a real standout. At least the guy holding Wilson, at least the guy creating Wilson, at least the guy making Wilson could make a partner. Wilson was screwed, let's be honest. Wilson had no arms, he had no legs. He couldn't get off the island. He couldn't make a partner, right? Uh, so I feel like my Wilson, man versus society. And, you know, number four is interesting uh, because you'll see this in a lot of superhero movies now because we're going to show the dark side of people. Man versus self, right? The, the dark knight. 
you know, the battles within himself, right? Uh, that type of thing. This type of conflict stems from the main character's inner struggle. They, you know, in, in uh, Intifada, right? We talk about that. Uh, uh, that uh, uh, it's interesting that we struggle internally. Uh, and so today we want to talk about conflict because it's important. But we want to beware of strife. And you got to know, and I, I love gotquestions.org. If you ever got any questions on the Bible, go to gotquestions.org. It's a really good website. Love it. Highly recommend it. They, they do the majority stuff scripturally, but they do other stuff as well. But here's what they put. They said, strife is a strong and ongoing conflict over a fundamental issue. Strife is deeper than argument, broader than disagreement. Strife usually involves bitterness and sometimes violence. We see strife today often in the political realm, as candidates for office launch vitriolic attacks against their political foes, strife within families, right? And remember the Bible says, uh, to be angry, yet sin not. Don't let the sun go down upon your wrath, it says. The New Living Translation says, and don't sin by letting anger control you. See, it's okay to be angry. It's okay to have conflict. But there's a point where you cross over, it becomes a sin, it turns in, starts controlling you, it turns into strife, right? A strife can develop when a difference of opinion becomes a priority in a relationship. And strife is always accompanied by pride and the unteachable spirit in one or both parties. Remember what Proverbs says, where there's strife, there's pride, but wisdom is found in those who take advice. And when someone consider, refuses to consider another's viewpoint, demands his own way, then strife results. And ladies and gentlemen, i got to tell you right now, whenever I'm talking about communication, because that's what we're dealing with here, we're talking about interpersonal with someone else, but intrapersonal. And we got to understand that we have an inner war, especially if you're working to be a better you. We're fighting old patterns. We're fighting gravity. We're fighting child of uh, family of origin issues. We're fighting old belief systems. We're, we're, we're fighting the, the basal ganglia, which is the habit center of the unconscious brain. And so there is this little battle. But when we battle with ourselves, we need to battle well. We battle with ourselves. We need to make sure we don't play the victim. And we battle with ourselves. We need to have as much understanding as we do with other people. So today on Like It Matters Radio, we're going to talk about fighting the good fight and doing it without strife. We'll be right back. I feel all dead inside. I'm back up in a dark corner, and I don't know who's hitting me. This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. Many more people need to receive the benefits of Leadership Awakening. Mental health in our communities is a real issue. We recently received our 501c3 nonprofit status with the emphasis of creating and delivering, taking back your power and your freedom to the least among us struggling with mental health issues. Please help us help others. You can save a marriage, save a business, or a life by supporting Like It Matters with your tax-deductible gifts. All gifts are needed, large, small, and everything in between. Please consider becoming a monthly partner at likeitmatters.net. Give today at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening classes will continue. Check out the schedule at likeitmatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon, we're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. 
Whenever the flu or something worse is going around, some people don't get it. They aren't just lucky. Their immune systems are better prepared. Even vaccines don't work if the immune system is weak. I'm certified clinical nutritionist Marty Whittakin. On my Healthy by Nature show, our expert guests teach you how to build immune strength naturally and feel better, more energetic. Healthy by Nature, Saturdays at 8 a.m. here on Freedom 1570. Calling all cooks. Your winning recipe could score you a year's worth of fine meats from Good Ranchers and a $1,000 Williams-Sonoma shopping spree. Enter the Your Favorite Recipe sweepstakes now at freedom1570.com slash recipes. Take a listen to this comparison of other training to leadership awakening. For probably two-thirds of my 30-year law enforcement career. I spent time in supervision and management, so I've been to a lot of leadership training. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. I went to a leadership course in California where I worked, and it's an eight-month program. I went through that program. I went back later on as a facilitator, so I, I taught leadership. What we did in class was completely different than any other leadership program that I've been through. I mean, in 48 hours of leadership training in your program, it was just, it was dynamic. It was intense. It was powerful. You know, it was, it was amazing. It was amazing. Leadership Awakening. Change your heart. Change your mind. Change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next Leadership Awakening. Commence firing. Fired well. Most of the actual fighting will be done by small robots. Little nanotechnology. This is Black, and you are back to being under construction, where we live life like it matters. And today, uh, we're getting real. We're talking about uh, the battle, the conflict. And, and please know this. Uh, a conflict is healthy. I believe uh, there should be good conflict in a marriage, a little tension there. It allows for a good uh, fun time, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, if you know what I mean. Uh, it's an important part. You know, there should be conflict. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's a family show. Uh, well, how do you think they make families? Right? Uh, we got to make sure that uh, uh, that we're fighting a good fight, <laughs> that we're, we're waging a good war, you know, because... The real battle is with ourselves. And today, uh, we will actually have a guest. You know, usually the week after Leadership Awakening, uh, we have our uh, some graduating guests join us, uh, graduating team members. We had two yesterday. I uh, highly recommend the show. We had two great gentlemen. On Monday, we had one of our um, uh, recent graduates, uh, Marine, uh, talk about a uh, training and what's happened since we've been through class. So you can always listen to old shows by going to likeitmattersradio.com, likeitmattersradio.com. They'll be in podcast form. John puts them up pretty much about a half hour to an hour after we're off the radio at noon. So uh, you can listen to yesterday's show, great show. Uh, you can listen to Monday show, great show, any show you listen to. John and I take this serious. Uh, we we want to entertain, but we also want to give you information. And we want to give you hope. You know, this is not just about the world sucks and we're all going to die. You know, the world might suck and we're all going to die. But, you know, I want to help you uh, enjoy what life you got and make an impact, make a difference. So uh, one day when you stand before God, you can hear the words, well done, my good and faithful servant. And a lot of what we do in my leadership training is we, we do have conflict. But early on, people think they're, they're fighting with me. But no, I'm just, I'm, I'm bringing pressure, not to be mean, uh, but to bring change. 
to bring what is uh, in the darkness into the light, you know. And this is really what Paul, you know, Paul was probably outside of Jesus Christ. Paul was one of the greatest Christians to ever walk this planet uh, because he, he wrote, I think, two-thirds of the New Testament. And so Romans 7, if you don't know, Romans 7 is where it talks about the the good fight. Uh, and that's where Paul says, you know, for, I do not do what I want to do, but I do the very thing I hate, right? Uh, and so he says, now, if I do not, if I do what I don't want, I agree with the law that it is good. And he goes on to say, for I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I keep on doing. Don't you hear the struggle, the conflict? Now, if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. Do you hear this conflict? There should be a conflict. If you're a child of God, you're in a battle. You're in a battle with the world, you're in a battle with the devil, and you're in the battle with your flesh. That's an internal conflict. So uh, Romans 7.21 says, So I find it to be a law that when I want to do right, evil lies close at hand. For I delight in the law of God in my inner being. Don't you hear it? But I see in my members another law waging war against the law of my mind and making me captive the law. Don't you hear it? It's right there. That's why he says in 2 Timothy 4, 7 through 8, I have fought the good fight. Can you say that? And I'm not talking about if you're a Christian or not. We're called to live an examined life. It was Aristotle or Socrates says that an unexamined life is not even worth living. So why would you examine your life? So that you can live the best life possible. It's George Bernard Shaw, the famous writer. Near the end of his life, uh, he was with a group of reporters. And he was asked a simple question by these reporters. And he said, hey, George, if you could live your life all over again, start all over. But this time you could be anybody you wanted to be. You get to pick. Who would you be? And he thought about it for a moment. And he said, you know what? If I could live my life all over again, and I could be anybody I wanted to be, then I believe I would want to be the George Bernard Shaw that I could have been. Brilliant! Powerful statement. Brilliant! Absolutely. It makes you want a beer whenever here. Brilliant, right? <laughs> right? Because what he was saying is he, he wanted to live to his full potential without not all the fear. Don't you hear the conflict? Without all the doubt. Don't you hear the conflict? Without the limiting belief systems. Don't you hear the conflict? Without bringing my chains of pain from my past into somebody else's future, do you hear the conflict? I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. Are you fighting the good fight? Second Corinthians 10 puts it this way. For though we live in the flesh, we do not wage war according to the flesh. Don't you hear it? The weapons of our warfare are not the weapons of the world. I'm not talking about picking up a knife or picking a gun and stabbing yourself or shooting yourself. I'm not talking about that. No. Or, or your, yeah, your Jedi Knight sword, you know, your lightsaber. None of those things. Stop it. Put it down. Walk away from the counter. I'm talking about... Fighting against the comfort zone. I'm talking about fighting against the lies of people who put you down, of people who told you weren't enough. Let's be honest, majority of people, by the time they get out of childhood, boy, they've been fighting for a few years. Some maybe not. John had a good childhood. Some have. 
And my, man, I worked hard to make sure that my kids had a far better childhood than I had. My parents did the best job they had with what they had. I'll just be honest with you. They didn't have a lot, not, and so they did the best they could. Uh, would I want to go back and relive my childhood? Absolutely not. Am I thankful for my childhood? Absolutely. Because I have been able to use that pain, uh, that uh, conflict, if you will. Because remember, I'm in a conflict like we all are with our past. You know, I told you I've traveled the world. I've been blessed. And in some countries, when they want to pay tribute to you, they they, uh, serve certain delicacies. And one of the most famous of these delicacies uh, is monkey brains. And the way they catch these monkeys, lots of different versions of the same story, what they do is they take coconuts and they, they bore out the flesh of the coconut. And then they put some raw rice down in that hollowed out shell of a coconut. And then they take these coconuts that have had the, all the meat sh- you know, hollowed out of it and put raw rice. And they put them at the base of, of the, the jungle, the forest, and neck, about, down at the base of these trees. And a couple of these trees where the coconuts are uh, uh, at the base of them, there's these bushes. And they almost look manufactured. They look like perfect bushes. And they're like a deer bluff. And there's enough room inside that bush for a, a, a young person, a smaller person, uh, to sit and to stay still and to be kind of like a deer bluff would be. And in there, the, that young person sits there uh, and they have a sharp blade in their hand. But they're hidden. And so these monkeys come across the tree line, and they see that there's something on the forest floor, jungle floor. They look around for predator, for man. They don't see anything. They climb down from the, the tree line. They're on the ground. They see the coconut. They pick up the coconut. They see there's something inside of it. They take their little monkey hand, and they grab a handful of raw rice, and they go to pull it out. But they can't. Why? Because the hand in the form of a fist is much larger than the hand relaxed. And so if they need to get their hand out of it, they got to let go of the rice and then pull their hand out and they climb away. But what a stupid monkey. Not an ancestor of mine. See, that monkey wants what it wants, even though it serves it no value. It's raw rice. Monkeys don't have opposable thumbs. Monkeys don't know how to use fire. Monkeys probably don't have a good water source. Monkeys probably don't have a pot or a pan. And monkeys don't have probably 25 minutes of patience to watch all those things come together and make edible rice. So why doesn't the stupid creature let go of the rice, pull its hand out, and climb away? Because it's a stupid creature, that's why. And so it continues to struggle and pull its hand out with a handful of rice. It can't, so it starts to panic. So right in front of it's a tree. If you're a monkey with a coconut stuck on your hand, you'd probably want to climb the tree too to get away. But that monkey goes and attempts to climb the tree, but it can't. You know why? Because it's got a coconut stuck on its hand. That's a dilly of a pickle. And it got to believe. Yeah, dilly of a pickle. Even with the tail. I got to believe it's pretty hard to climb a tree with a coconut stuck on your hand. And so one last time, not an ancestor of mine, nor yours, by the way, just so you know. That creature slams the tree to break it off its hand. And there's a man in the bush right there I told you about. Forgot about him, right? In one swoop motion, top of the head with his left hand, off of the head with his right hand. And in the hand, 
is that monkey's head, and inside that monkey's head is the monkey's brain that's going to be some nice delicacy for some honorable dinner. Gross. What a stupid monkey, huh? If that monkey would have just let go of that rice, which had no value to it at all. You got my point? I'm not talking about a monkey, am I? Now, what do you got that's holding you back? That you need to start a battle. You need to start fighting the good fight. Fear of risking, lack of commitment, low self-esteem, being a rescuer, being a victim, low expectation of others, fear of failure, closed-minded, being critical. How about lack of focus? Or how about some of these wanting to be light? Low self-worth, low self-esteem, focusing on problems. How about controlling versus empowering or, or having to work hard or having to be perfect? Or fear of rejection or fear of embarrassment, lack of purpose, fear of the unknown. How about this one? Fear of success. See, by the time a child is six years old, a majority of their map of reality is in place. And those are the basic structure of everything we do or do not do. And it's time to grow up. You're not a six-year-old kid anymore. It's time to look yourself in the mirror and say, well done, soldier, but that war is over. You're fighting the wrong conflict with the wrong battles, uh, with the wrong tools. And so that's what we do at Like It Matters. We help you fight the good fight, and we show you what tools are available. And after the break, we have a young lady that went through this conflict with me last week, and she's here to share the outcome. So I'm Black, and we'll be right back. Lighten up, Francis. All in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that backhoe over here? At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. And don't forget the daily radio show, Like It Matters, at 11 a.m. on Freedom 1570. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. If you're drowning in IRS debt and can't afford to pay, then you need to take advantage of special IRS tax programs that are available and free yourself from IRS collection efforts once and for all. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing throughout the country, the Internal Revenue Service has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. Take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call the Community Tax Helpline at 800-500-5588. If you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back, or even if you have years of unfiled tax returns, there's no need to fear anymore. But you have to call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-500-5588 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your Social Security check. Call 800-500-5588 for your free consultation and to see if you qualify. That's 800-500-5588. 
Take a listen to these words about Like It Matters Leadership Awakening from a recent attendee. Leadership Awakening is like nothing else. It's incomparable to any other training that I've been through, and that's executive professional communication training to, to how to hold a fork. It, the, the Leadership Awakening is a deep mental experience where I was forced to challenge my mind in a way that I've never been challenged before. And it's, there's nothing like it. There's, there's, there's no way to explain it with words. You have to experience it. Leadership Awakening. Change your heart. Change your mind. Change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next Leadership Awakening. It's not only changing lives, it's saving lives. That's likeitmatters.net slash schedule. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters inspiration, education, and application. This is where we are living live like it matters. And, you know, one of the things I get to do, uh, I, I think it is far more blessed to give than to receive. Uh, I believe that someday we will stand before God and we will give account for our life, that all men and women go through judgment. Uh, it's appointed for a man to die one time and then comes the judgment. I believe that there are two judgment seats. One's a white throne judgment of God. For those that don't believe in Jesus Christ, that's a works judgment, that everybody standing there will be going to a, an eternity apart from God. Uh, and then there's the uh, uh, a works judgment called the Bema Seat of Christ. That doesn't get us into heaven. We're justified by the shed blood of Christ. But we will be judged by what we've done with all of our time on this planet. And everything will be put in the fire, the fire judgment. And only those things that we did for God, to the glory of God, because God called us to, only those things uh, will withstand the fire. And uh, one thing I get to do is I get to invest in a lot of young people. I get to mentor. I get to uh, sage, if you will. Uh, my son, Christian, uh, went to a great uh, school, Adventist Academy, here in uh, Arlington, Texas, called Burton Adventist Academy. And uh, we've uh, put through uh, probably close to 100 uh, people associated with Burton, uh, whether it be teachers, uh, staff at Arlington uh, um, uh, SDA Church, and uh, now a lot of young people. And the next person is a young woman who came into my class because she heard a lot of other people have been through my training that she knows, and uh, she did well. She fought the good fight, and she's here to tell you about it. So let's go to phone lines, and let's welcome Shania to Like It Matters Radio. How you doing, Shania? I'm doing really amazing. Thank you for asking. You are doing amazing. Thank you for that realization because the other day when I talked to you, I had to, felt a little I roughed you up a little bit, a little conflict. I had to remind you uh, that it's okay to it's okay to be excited. It's okay to be happy. It's okay to believe that the past is the past and there's a new beginning, right? I did it with love though, right? Did it with love. Yes, you did. <laughs> Yeah. Now you know a lot of people who've been through my training. A lot of your friends, your roommate, right? You've had a, you've heard a lot of people come through my training. Is is that why you decided to go finally? Yes, that because I trusted them and I saw the change that it made in them, and I just I wanted that change for myself. Uh and uh, you got uh, your own change. You know, each person comes at it differently. It's like Swiss cheese. 
Uh, every piece of Swiss cheese has holes in it. They're just shaped a little different, <laughs> a little different located. And we're all like Swiss cheese. We all fall short of the glory of God. We all got our stuff we're working on. So what did you notice from other people? I mean, what was the thing that they said that when they came out of class, what did you notice? What, what did people tell you when they came out of class, uh, what they got from it? I could just see how like light they looked like burdens had been lifted and they just saw the world in a completely new way than they had before. Like they're just, their perspective was just completely flipped, completely changed. They came out new people. Yeah. And you know now why, because we go to the structure of your belief systems, which is everything you do or do not do is driven by that. And we have to deal with our past. You know, we talked to the show, I'm calling the show uh, conflict, fighting the good fight. And, uh, without do you know strife because strife is when the devil gets a hold of our our frustration our anger and then we become victims and we talked about this a lot in class that uh, it's a, it's understandable a lot of us have been victimized but we must be careful of what we attach to our identity to make ourselves a quote victim at the identity level uh, is giving control of our life over to somebody else uh, to say that someone victimized us is a true statement. Uh, we live in a world that uh, people are victimizing each other. Man's inhumanity, man, is well documented. It's documented in your life. You've had a lot of struggles. It's documented in my life. I've had a lot of struggles. Uh, but you're fighting the good fight. And that's one thing I love about you, Shania. And God's got his hand on you so much. And Shania, it took me years uh, before I started taking my pain to use it to help other people. Now God's doing great things. But you're so much wiser than I was at your age because you've already gotten to the point or whatever the past was, good, bad, indifferent, whatever the pain that you have, you're using it uh, to help other people. You have a passion for children. You have a passion for, for helping people, young people uh, understand and be taught and be loved, right? I mean, where do you think that passion came from? Uh, definitely from God. I saw whenever I was in high school, I had people who really poured into me, poured their love into me, poured God's love into me. And I just, I know how important that is. Like when I was younger, I didn't have that. And then around high school, when I went to the Adventist Academy, I went to, um, they really just poured into me and I wanted to be able to give back (laughs) in that same way. Um, And I never thought I was going to love children the way I do, but I do. And um, (laughs) that's what I believe my mission Uh. is. (laughs) That's so cool. So let me ask you, knowing a little bit, you, no one knows anything going into a class. You just got to trust. Just like it's, to me, I, there's so many correlations with our walk with God. You just got to have faith. You got to just trust that it is what it is. And even when the beginning, when it doesn't seem like this could be anything good, you still have to have faith and trust and act as if, uh, and it works itself out. So what did you think you were going for? I mean, what did you want to get out of class when you signed up? I just wanted to feel happier again. Um, for a long time, I've felt, well, up until I did the class, I felt really, like, numb. And just seeing how everybody else came out, like, so high in the clouds and just so happy, like, I really, really wanted that to just be able to let myself feel again like I used to. Yep, and the soap important will let you feel again. Remember, life is an undulating line, and it's such a great picture. But it has those highs and lows. That's why we go to the the EKG picture. You see the rise and the fall, the systolic and the diastolic. But uh, you got to understand what it correlates to. Those rises are high points, those dreams, uh, uh, expectations that are met and surpassed. 
Uh, and what happens in life, we get so disappointed. We've had dreams snatched from us. We've dreamed and they haven't happened that we stop dreaming. So now you look at the EKG, those high points, and you bring them down uh, to the middle level. And then we've all had pain, some more than others. Pain of abuse, abandonment, molestation. Uh, then we've lost parents. We've Some of us have seen parents slowly die in front of us. I mean, a lot of pain, a lot of hurt. And so a lot of us become big boys and big girls, and, and we no longer feel. We, we get tired of crying. We get tired of weeping. We get tired of feeling broken and alone. And so we now take those bottom ones, and we bring them up to the middle, too. And there's no high and there's no low. We call that a flat line. And if you ever hooked up to an EKG machine, unless there's a technical error, you'll never see that flat line. And, and why is that, Shania? Because we're alive? <laughs> we're well Cause and we're you're breathing. Dead. Uh, yeah, because you're dead. Oh, you mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and unless there's a technical error, you won't see it because you'll be dead. So, And remember, we talked the other day, and you go, wow, uh, man, I just, uh, you know, I, I, everybody else came out bouncing all this, and you said, well, I didn't. And I said, whoa, 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 stop. I go, you ask anybody that saw you on Saturday. You ask anybody at graduation, your eyes were twice as big. You look like Susan, my cat's eyes, really big, smiling, <laughs> bouncing. You could have even talked. You're a woman of words. You like to talk. You do debates. You do speeches, don't you? You can talk well, can't you? Uh, I'd like to think so, yes. Yes. Yes, you can. I mean, you did well in the first speech of my class. And yet at graduation, how many words did you say? Oh, like hardly Five, anything. Six? <laughs> yeah, why? 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 Because you got emotional. You got so, you were so overwhelmed. Yes or no? Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, see, I have to remind you, right? See, this is part of fighting the good fight. You know, Shania, I want you to remember that, that after you did the second half of your final exam, we had the last segment of our process leading up to graduation. And remember I said, well, I call this section, if the glove doesn't fit, you must quit. And remember, everybody laughs. And I go, whatever you think about O.J. Simpson, whether he did it or not, we can all say he had a good defense attorney. He had a good de- team that defended him. And I said, now we got to create our own de- good defense team because you got to go out there and defend yourself because uh, when you listen to what's going on in your head, that's either you, that's your, uh, in other words, your flesh, or that's your God, or that's your devil. And only one of the three has any value, uh, but they all sound like you. And so you've got to fight the good fight, and you've got to remind yourself. You've got to identify the lie going through your head, and you've got to push it in the back. And you were bouncing. You were excited. You were all big-eyed and bug-eyed and all happy and emotional. You look so beautiful at graduation. I don't know when the last time someone told you you looked beautiful. Shania, you did. Your eyes were glowing. You were excited. You were pumped. And that's why yesterday, and because what you're naturally used to doing, you're na- naturally used to being your th- thermostat. You're naturally used to keeping your emotions in check because you had a lot of pain, because you want to be a realist, because you don't want to lose control of your emotions, because control gives you control. And you've had times in your past when you haven't been in control, right? Remember, we had this conversation, and now you realize, okay, Black, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So how do you feel today? How do you feel a, a week removed from my class? How do you feel today? I feel really good. I just, I had a realization today of just how you guys were telling us, like, what you put into the class is what you're going to get out of it. And 
I yeah. somehow left that behind whenever we graduated. And I like, I picked it back up again today. And it's like, wow, like that's not just about the class. It's about everything. It's about life. It's about your relationship with God, your relationship with others, what I do in my classes, like what I put into it is what I'm going to get out. And if I know, if I want to get something good out of it, then I need to, I need to put in the work. Amen. Amen. I couldn't say it any better. All right, well, I got this guy yelling in my ear telling me, cut it, cut it, cut it. No, just kidding. Goes on. We got to go and get ready for a hard break. Uh, I appreciate you so much, Shania, for coming. There's great plans for you. Uh, plans of that. So God bless you, uh, and we'll talk soon. Okay, Shania? All right. Thank you, Mr. Black. All right, bye-bye. Now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to fight the good fight. We've got one more segment left, and we're going to go on the four basic conflicts that everybody should be waging war in. I am Black. We'll be right back. This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. Many more people need to receive the benefits of Leadership Awakening. Mental health in our communities is a real issue. We recently received our 501c3 nonprofit status with the emphasis of creating and delivering, taking back your power and your freedom to the least among us struggling with mental health issues. Please help us help others. You can save a marriage, save a business, or a life by supporting Like It Matters with your tax-deductible gifts. All gifts are needed, large, small, and everything in between. Please consider becoming a monthly partner at likeitmatters.net. Give today at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening classes will continue. Check out the schedule at likeitmatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you. Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. The Patriot 20th Anniversary Gala is sold out. We can't wait to have dinner and catch up with you, Charlie Kirk and Dennis Prager, on October 6th. Thanks to Pro-Life Across America for supporting this special evening. How do you define strength? Is it physical? Or is it mental? Maybe it's both. Maybe it's whatever empowers a person to dig deeper, fight harder, and overcome obstacles that once seemed insurmountable. Discover how much stronger and more confident your children can be. Encourage them to participate in a sport when they go to high school. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate 
passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. You like movies about gladiators? What we do in life echoes in eternity. Hoo-ha! Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters. This is where we're living live. Like It Matters. And today, uh, our new podcast comes out. We have a bi-weekly uh, podcast. comes out every Monday, Thursday. So wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple Podcasts or wherever, just uh, search Live in Life Like It Matters. And uh, Mondays we do a story time with Mr. Black, great little segment, a shorter, you know, four to ten minutes. And then on Thursdays we do a full uh, episode of uh, kind of like Like It Matters Radio right here. So we do that as well. And by the way, uh, for those that want some uh, manna from heaven, some word of God, I send it out daily. You can go to wayofwarrior.blog, wayofwarrior.blog, and if you go to the very bottom of that first page, the bottom right, it'll say uh, follow. If you hit that button, you can type in your email address, and then every day when I post, and I do it seven days a week, 365 days a year, it'll pop right up in your email. So, uh, uh, And if you're interested in life-altering training, I'll be in uh, Vegas at the end of this month. That's a closed class. We have 12 people in there. I limit them to 12. Uh, but I do have a class the following month, uh, October, in Boise, Idaho. November 18th, I'll be in um, Little Rock, Arkansas. And then I think it's December 9th, our last class of the year right now here in Dallas, Fort Worth. So go to likeitmatters.net. Uh, man, there's no better way to end this year than knowing who you are, fighting the good fight. And there's no better way to start the next year than to know who you are, to fight the Amen. good fight. So today we've been talking about conflict. You know, conflict without strife. And that's the key. Just like God said to, to anger, but do not sin with anger, right? You, you can anger, but you don't have to sin, right? See, we do not wage war according to the flesh. Uh, the weapons of our warfare are much different. That's Second Corinthians 10. And so I want to suggest to you that there are four battles uh, that we all need to be waging and we all need to be fighting without sinning and without strife because uh, with strife, all other sins are present. The Bible says that. Isn't that amazing? With strife, all other sins are present. When you think about that, that is absolutely stunning. Uh, and so here are the four battles we all need to be fighting. Uh, first one's called battle the button. The second one's called battle the mind. The third one's called battle the will. And the fourth one's called the battle of the ages. Those are four battles every one of us should be waging. Uh, and we need to wage it grounded, founded. Uh, and remember, we're a three-part being, right? We are body, mind, and spirit. Each one of those is a battle. Right, our battle. We got a we got a battle with age. We got a battle with the laws of gravity. Uh, we got a battle with our system called a body. Some people can eat whatever they want, and not gain weight. Others of us, we look at food and we gain weight. Right? <laughs> Exercise, diet, health. You know, you got all these people worried about uh, COVID. You know, I I do. I've done a class every three weeks for the last two years. 
Uh, and they're very intimate. You hold each other. We cry together. We laugh together. We sing. We do projection. We give speeches. Uh, I've been in Sturgis the last six years, every August, uh, loving on people, uh, sharing a, a, a church building with uh, uh, 70 other people, eating together, sleeping together, doing all, not in your weird way, but just sharing the same you know place that we, we get our rest at. So... Again, it's because I'm waging the battle of my body properly. The body's made to heal itself. The same spirit that rose Jesus from the grave lives in every single believer. And then the mind, right? The battle's the mind, right? You got to be careful. You got to be only put good stuff in there. Only focus on those things that are good and pure. And I teach you why, because we got the RAS, the unconscious brain's uh, focal center. We got the basal ganglia, the pattern center. We got the spirit, right? The same thing. And we're supposed to be waging the battle of the spirit, right? That's what Ephesians 6 is. Finally, be strong in the Lord as mighty power, right? So real quick, the battle of the button. See, a lot of people are looking for the easy button. And what you got to realize, if it's easy, it's of this world. Quit looking for easy, so battle of button is really two things, easy versus go. The go button, you got to get this. It's a slot racetrack. You snap the racetrack together. There's a slot that runs around it. You get the car that comes with the racetrack, and there's a metal stud sticker on the bottom. You put the metal stud in the female slot on the track, and then you grab the controller. And if you notice on the controller that there's no directional device, there's only a button. Why is there no directional device? Because when you press that button, we call it the go button, then that car goes wherever the track is laid out. Get the point yet? There is no steering device. You don't need one because the track is the steering device. And see, that's what we got to have in our lives. That's why having a mission statement. That's why having a success formula. That's why living and examine life. See, all those things allow you to press the go button. Quit looking for the easy button. Remember, the, the prince of the power of the air, the prince of this world is Satan. And his temptation is always easy. I always tell people in my class, you want to find easy, I'll take you to a bar at 2 o'clock in the morning. And all those people that are looking for someone to go home with who's easy, someone who they can share the night with who's easy, Someone that they can let off some easy anxiety, some easy energy, have some easy fun. Quit looking for easy. If you look at the temptation of Christ in Luke 4 and Matthew 4, the three temptations were all about easy. Jesus, man, you haven't eaten for 40 days. How mean is your father? Make it easy. Just turn these stones into bread. Jesus, how, how hard is it that no one believes who you are? They mock you. Uh, they want to stone you for claiming to be God. Uh, listen, it'll be a lot easier. Just take yourself to the top, the top pinnacle, the highest point in the land, and throw yourself off of it. And then angels will swoop in to save you, and then people see that you're the son of God. Don't you hear it? it that'll be a lot easier. And how about the third temptation? Hey, it's too hard to go on the cross. That's brutal. Listen, I have all the kingdoms of this world. Let's make it easy. Just bow down right now and worship me, and I'll give you them all. So be careful of the easy button. It didn't fool Christ. It shouldn't fool you. You're not looking for the easy button. You're looking for the go button, the battle of the mind. This is clarity versus confusion. Look how screwed up things are. Um, I mean, there's 37 genders. We call a he, a she, a she, a he, a he, she, it. I mean, come on, people. Talk about confusion. That's why the, the terminal church is recognized by the great falling away that the great falling away. 
You got to get this because it's the battle of the mind. That's what, right, Romans 12, 2, right? Do not conform to the ways of this world. Transform your thinking. Think differently, right? And then you got to be fighting the battle of the will. Remember, not my will be done, but your will. Remember our flesh. Remember our flesh. Remember the, the three great, great sins. What are they? I think it's first. Uh, uh, Timothy two fifteen or something like that, right? The 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 desires of the flesh, the, the desires of the eyes, desires of the flesh, uh, and pride, right? Something like that. That's that's those are the sins. Those are the battles. We got to battle the will. We got to make sure that it's not our will all the time. That I have to subjugate my will to other people. See, this is what leaders do. There are three perceptual positions. We see it from our own eyes. But if we just get stuck there and we only see it from first position, it's about our will. It's ego. It's my will, not yours. I'm right. You're wrong. Second position is other, where we step, uh, where we walk a mile in someone else's moccasins. And when we do that, we get some understanding. And then the third position also brings us understanding. It's called overview. It's like watching the interaction from an overview, like a, a DVD or a video. And see, those other positions give us understanding. And so then we subjugate our will to the will of the good of all. And if we know who we are and why we're here, we don't need to make it about us. Rule number one about being a leader, it's not about you. Get off yourself. It's about how you can be used for other people, how you can be used as a conduit, how you can be used as a blessing to other people. And the last one is the battle of the ages. The ultimate battle. Good versus evil. God versus Satan. The word versus the world. The narrow path versus the wide path. Sheep versus goat. Clarity versus confusion. Light versus dark. That's the battle. We are spiritual creatures having a fleshly experience. And we need other people. No man is an island or rocking to himself. That's why Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12 says, Two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm. But how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better. For a triple-braided cord is not easily broken. Ladies and gentlemen, that's what we're here for. We're here to fuck with you. We're here when you fall down to pick you up, help you dust yourself off and hit it again. Use this daily radio show. Use our bi-weekly podcast. Go to likeitmatters.net. If you need anything, feel free to give me a call. I'm Mr. Black, 817-657-4921. That's my real number. If you don't believe me, call it. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I'm Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future. This is Jerry Boyer of Town Hall Finance for townhall.com. Sirhan Sirhan, the man who brutally murdered Robert Kennedy, has been granted parole. But in all the media coverage of this shocking outcome, there's one topic that has remained largely unmentioned, the killer's motive. We live in a world where every high-profile killer immediately has mass media looking for indicators of ideological motivations, especially conservative ones. 
But Sirhan was a Palestinian extremist who saw his brother killed by a Jordanian vehicle in a battle with the Israelis. He killed RFK because he hated JFK. And he hated JFK because JFK supported Israel. NBC News called Sirhan a Christian-born Jordanian. Yes, he was born to a Christian family, but later he became an apostate from Christianity and joined a New Age group. The story of the murder of the Kennedy brothers has been ill-served by a media which keeps forgetting to tell us that the first was murdered by a communist and the second by a Palestinian terrorist. Ringing liberty and truth. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.